In celebrating Easter, I often think of my grandma. A couple times a year, there were special meals where me and family members gathered from around the state at my grandparents' home, and food was always plentiful. Easter was one of those occasions. Given the health concerns for gathering that are present this Easter, my fondness in bringing to mind those occasions is particularly strong this year. My grandma's home was one of those places where food was everywhere. On Easter, you were invited in by the very smell of things before you even stepped up on her porch. You were invited in by the lovely smell of ham and au gratin potatoes, creamed corn, and apple pie. Grandma took pride in her cooking. Strangely though, the one thing my grandma couldn't make was biscuits. Eventually she ended up asking someone else in the family to bring the biscuits on Easter. But on the days when she was still trying to make biscuits, she'd open the door of her oven and pull out what looked like a tray of toasty, hot shot puts. You see, Grandma missed a key ingredient. She didn't understand that she needed to add some baking powder to the flour. My grandpa joked that if you dropped one of those biscuits on the floor, they would wake the dead. Thus their nickname became Grandma's Resurrection Biscuits, a nickname Grandma didn't appreciate and which earned Grandpa a stern look delivered in his direction. Now, I know I shouldn't talk neg negatively about my Grandma's biscuits because everything else was delicious and no stomach was ever unsatisfied in her home. But this being Easter Sunday, I can't help but think about my grandma fondly. I also can't help but think of those sad resurrection biscuits. I think her biscuits offer us an important Easter message. Without baking powder, without that key ingredient to lighten and lift, those biscuits became heavy and flat. I believe the same is true for life without the resurrection. Life can be heavy and flat without Christ's message of saving grace, eternal hope, and working for justice. We tend to think of the Easter message as a message for the end of life. Yes, that is true. But frankly, I think we need the Easter message right in the thick of life on earth right now. Because as many of us know, a spirit of death can come to us long before the actual end of life. How many people do we know who are walking the earth physically alive but dead in their spirit? Maybe you're feeling like one of them this morning. How easily life can beat us down. We celebrate the resurrection of the body after death on this glorious Easter Sunday. But let's not forget about the resurrection of the human spirit in the here and now. What about tomorrow morning when the alarm clock goes off 
and our spirits sink. Where is the resurrection then? Where is the resurrection when we work night and day in a thankless essential job and still find ourselves deeper in debt and more afraid as we risk our lives by just being out? Where is the resurrection when we wake up one morning and realize nothing seems to matter to us anymore? Where is the resurrection when it seems that we are living in a dystopian world that needs us to isolate ourselves from others? Where is the resurrection then? It's not just resurrection after death we need to find for our wholeness. It is resurrection during, during our time here on earth that I believe Christ points us towards as well. Like biscuits without baking powder, life without the resurrection is heavy and flat and might break a toe. And today I say we bring that missing ingredient back. Our Easter story from the Gospel of Matthew read today by Carol, is probably a familiar one to you. Mary Magdalene and Jesus' mother Mary go to the tomb while it's still dark. We've already got startling things going on in Matthew's account, like earthquakes and angels appearing like lightning, sitting on huge rolled-away stones in front of the tomb. Enough to scare anyone. And yet the angel tells them not to be afraid and that Jesus has risen from the dead and is going ahead of them into Galilee. There you will see him, the angel says. So the Marys hurried away from the tomb to tell the other disciples, afraid yet filled with joy. Maybe today we too are experiencing that strange combination of an overall state of fear and yet filled with joy, afraid and yet filled with joy. We're told that suddenly Jesus met the Marys and they respond by clasping his feet and worshiping him. Then Jesus says to them, do not be afraid, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, there they will see me too. The Marys recognize the living Christ. They see that life-giving element, that life-giving element in their midst. And I think that it's the same for us. We have the risen Christ right in front of us, right now. Right now. We have this life-giving, life rising element in our midst. So when we have forgotten that fact, I believe it becomes essential that we must reclaim it and put the rising back into our lives, just like the baking powder that desperately needed to go in my grandma's biscuits. In my previous career working for the Nature Conservancy in Michigan, I was part of a prescribed fire team that would conduct controlled burns on the nature preserves in the state. And we often would do burns on the prairies there. I remember vividly the first such burn I helped to conduct. 
Flames leaped high in the air, acres and acres of field grass as high as your head, burning. From the edges of the property, you could see bunnies and birds scurrying and flying to the woods for safety. And all that was left after a day of burning the property was the black scorched ground. It was as if the very dirt itself had burned up. I have to say, regardless of what I had learned of the essential part of fire in, eco in, in ecological stewardship, that I was horrified at the stark scene before us as we left the property that day. Precious fields of grasses, flowers, and animals were gone. All that was left was a wasteland. That black emptiness of the fields remained for the whole growing season. And months later, the winter covered it with snow and ice and gave no indication that life could return to this place. One of my colleagues went out in the early part of spring to do some other work on that same property and brought back several pictures of images I had not expected to see. Surprisingly vivid splendor of flowers everywhere on the property, as if they had popped up overnight blue ones and white ones and bright yellow ones popping up all over the field. Some of these flowers came up to my, as high as my colleagues' knees, and many others covered every surface where the grasses usually waved in the wind. All those seeds had laid dormant for so long in the ground. The seeds were choked out by the bigness of the life of the grasses. These, image, these images were such a brilliant symbol of renewal and diversity of life. It was a resurrection of life from no life. There was life in that field that I didn't know existed. There's still life in us all. We may be all cooped up doing shelter and shelter in place, and so we may feel like there isn't much life, and yet there is. Sometimes we just need to light a fire in us to clear out what is blocking the potential growth. We need that fire to help us find that missing ingredient and bring it back. And that, greedy, that ingredient for us is Jesus. The hardest part for us sometimes is to just get out of the way and let Jesus do the work. We often put up many blocks to the Holy Spirit. Rather like those tall grasses, we have things like anger, worry, pessimism, doubt, growing up high in us. At times, some of these things can seemingly be helpful to us. Other times, these things take over and shut us down and weigh us down. 
They keep the key ingredient of life and spirit from working in our hearts. In other words, those things don't allow us to be lightened and enlightened. It's kind of like our middle daughter's favorite movie, Peter Pan. Even after watching it 700 times with her, I still love the scene where they gather together and think of a happy thought and add a little pixie dust and they begin to float and fly up to the ceiling and out the window. That scene taps a deep human truth that we all have a spirit that yearns for joy and lightness. A spirit that is meant to and yearns to soar. And then life gets in the way. When key ingredients go missing over time, our spirits sink and become flat and heavy and bleak. For everyone out there who feels that their dreams have been destroyed, their hopes dashed, their spirits crushed, here is the good news of Easter morning. The risen Christ and take our flat, heavy hearts and put back that key ingredient so that our spirits are not stuck in and on the ground, so that our spirits are not dictated solely by human pain, loss, or disappointment. Easter brings each of us a chance to see the life-giving element in our midst even now, a chance to recognize the risen Christ right in front of us. Resurrection means a chance to start again. May it be so today. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, thank you for sharing another glorious Easter morning, even in maintaining our social distance for the sake of caring for each other's health and safety, we come together in unity of spirit. We come together from many places, some from a place of rejoicing, many from a place of fear and perhaps hopelessness. Wherever we are coming from this morning, we ask that you would give us the power to reclaim that missing ingredient in our lives, the resurrection of your son Jesus. We ask this in his name. Amen. I would wish to each and every one of you a joy-filled Easter. Amen.